You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business, while, of course, make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says her why is to encourage inspire and to give hope that there is a chance to have love, joy, peace and wholeness again after everything you may have seen and done and even experienced. And joining me on today's show is Lena Sabula. Lena, she is a wife and a mother of three beautiful children. She's also an author and a drug addiction and human human trafficking survivor. And today, Lena is a Christian. She's a social justice advocate, a blogger, a speaker, and she's also the host of her own podcast, Love and Be Loved podcast. Now, on today's show, Lena is going to share you are never alone and you are loved, that you are God's child, precious and priceless to him, as well as obedience to Christ is true freedom. So welcome to the show, Lena. Hello, everybody. So privilege to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you are so welcome. And before we went live, you know, we were talking about your story, your journey, and I was thanking you for coming on the show and sharing your experience because, as we said in the introduction, as I said, you are now a a social justice advocate, a blogger, a speaker, and the host of the Be or Love and Be Loved podcast. And many of um, the things that you talk about and you share is to support people who may have experienced what you did and who are looking for healing, who are looking for that joy, peace and wholeness again. And you've walked that journey. You are now uh, experiencing joy, peace and wholeness again. And of course, you are also, and you know know now, you realise that you are a loved treasure. You are God's child. So take us back, Lena, share a little bit of about your story, I think that's going to provide some incredible context and um, and healing for people who may be experiencing and have gone through something that you have gone through yet are still looking for that healing. Absolutely. Thank, thank you so much. And I could never have imagined that after 20 years of silence, this is what they're going to be doing publicly. But God said, trust me and I listen. Um I was born and raised in Ukraine. My parents um, struggled with their marriage, so they lost their well-paying job, and they became alcoholics. The government turned off electricity and hot water for outstanding bills, so my home was always full of um, infested with mold, cockroaches, mice. We struggled in poverty, trying to survive. My home always been full of strangers and my parents never protected me. So I was, um, I became 
target from the early age. And um, I've been drugged into the basement of my apartment and raped numerous times. When I thought the things couldn't get any worse, one month before my 15th birthday, I woke up with severe abdominal pain. And in the hospital, they discover an emergency that I'm in labor. I was shocked and confused because I didn't know I was pregnant. I didn't know who her father was. But um, I knew that alcohol and will affect this um, baby. And um, I have to leave her in the hospital because I couldn't care for her. But before that, I have to give her a name and refuse my parental rights. And I... I felt so broken. She died three months uh, later after health, like with her health complications. And I decided to give her a proper, proper burial. So I carried this little casket in my hands um, to the cemetery. And next 20 years, I carried this casket in my soul and in my mind. I was tormented by my thoughts. And I had anxiety and panic attacks, so the alcohol didn't help me anymore. So I started using heavier drugs, and I ended up on heroin. So next three years, I don't remember much. And one day, I was just awakening because I realized I was kind of hiding because it was easier to be high than feel worthless and broken and hopeless and helpless and um, I realized people were dying around me and went to jail and I just didn't want to end up um, just like them. So I was looking for for some kind of escape. And in that time, I met a um, very nice, rich looking lady and she was so kind to me. She offered me like coffees and sweets and I was so impressed by her wealth. And the way she treated me, I was the street junkie. She actually was really nice and kind to me. So it's lured me in. She offered me a job. Um, no specifics, just a job. And I thought it was an amazing opportunity. And I thought this was the way to escape. So um, I don't remember much. I still was on heavy drugs. I don't remember how I got through customs. I don't remember airport or plane ride. I just one day woke up and I heard Muslim prayer, Allahu Akbar, run out. So this nice, rich-looking lady sold me into human trafficking into foreign country. I ended up uh, being sold in brothel in Israel, and I've been there for almost two years. What's very interesting, that's where God met me. One of my bodyguards um, shared gospel with me. And when my grandpa had heart attack, he offered me to go and pray to God in Jerusalem for Valen Wall or Western Wall. And there I encountered Holy Spirit. But that time I didn't know yet. I just felt so, so broken. I was alcoholic, drug addict, uh, prostitute. And now I'm going to ask for favor, this omnipotent God that this gentleman was telling me about for almost like past year. And uh, I pray, I pray to God because now my friends say, because my heart was pure, but that time I just want them to survive. And God miraculously answered my prayer and it's planted the seed of faith in my heart. So I decided to leave. 
I pay my debts and I end up in the place that I actually was able to get out. And I was the lucky ones, if you guys see me, the quotation mark, because all the women who came with me, they they died, they never been seen again. So I got the opportunity to go home. Then my other bodyguard, who was like a brother to me, stole all of my belongings. And my trusted aunt stole and spent all my money. So I ended up with zero again. And I was so broken. I went on drugs again. And in a month, I was um, right hand of number one drug dealer in my city. Then I was, I had unlimited amount of money, alcohol, drugs, and um, I thought it's going to bring me peace and worth and value, but it didn't. So I decided to quit again. Second time I quit heroin and people really don't quit heroin because it's very close to dying. But by the grace of God, I survived and I heard in my heart, God was saying to me that I was made for more, but I didn't know what to do. So I just went and sold myself again into human trafficking and they brought me to Canada. There's um, was a moment when I understood that here in Canada, I actually can start with a clean slate. So I ran away. I lived in a shelter. I started learning English from level zero. I went to cosmetology school. I got my hairstylist license and driver license. And then I fell in love with the Christian boy. And I thought to myself, okay, now I'm going to have clean home. I was clean from drugs clean home, the partner who loves me, then our lovely baby girl was born. And um, now I realize how my mind actually tormenting me without drugs, all my past, all my pain just kind of was overwhelming. So then in 2011, I give my life to Christ. And it felt like love and forgiveness just free me. Honestly, I felt like if I get up, I'm going to float. I was so excited that time. Um, I got baptized, I got married, and I led four of my family members to Christ because I was so far up for God. And in 2019, I published my spiritual autobiography called Miraculous. I never thought that gonna, God going to take me back, look into my past, but it was amazing confirmation how beautiful and faithful was God to me from beginning to the end. Until this book, I always thought my life before Christ and my life after Christ. And then God showed me that first prayer I have when I was six years old. And then he showed me how he answered my prayer in the brothel. And then he showed me how beautiful and kind he is and merciful to me right now. So this is my story to show that God's love, God loves sinners. So wherever you are, God's going to meet you there. You don't have to clean up or be perfect for him. He's going to love you, and he always been loving you. So what I do now, actually, all the profits from my book go to um, support victims of human trafficking, and I raise funds and awareness to, to tell people that there there is this happening everywhere and there is hope.
Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I can so sense uh, as you're sharing that the the peace and joy and wholeness that you felt uh, was really fulfilled when when you asked, you know, and obviously gave your life to, to Christ. And, you know, we know as Christians that there is absolute healing. Um, and it, it's, it, as you said, it's, it's often undescribable, isn't it? You felt like you could, you know, float on, on a cloud. Take us back to the time when you started to notice, because I, I love the way that, well, I don't love, but I, but I, the reason I say I love it is because how often we can go through an experience and we may not be living that experience, but it's still the, the mental anguish, the thoughts that continue to have us relive that over and over again. And so I love the way that you said that even that was broken as, as well, isn't it? That there's real healing to that. Was it a stage that all of a sudden you realised, you know what, those thoughts and things like that are not kind of hounding me, you know, and and reminding me of of that? Or was it a slow process? What was that for you? Did you? Absolutely. Like from drugs and cigarettes, I was saved right away. You know, when you hear this amazing experience, that's what happened to me because I want to be a good wife and a mother. But with my mind, it was a very long process. But it was amazing too because God is so good. Even this past summer, he's still dealing with my mental health and still helping me. It's been like over um, what, since 2011, I'm Christian. So I feel like he never overwhelmed me. He always take one problem and say, okay, we're going to deal with anger. We're going to deal with abandonment. We're going to deal with something next. And that's what is beautiful because I always feel excited. What's next? Because sometimes I feel, okay, God, you provided this coach for me. What do I have to do? I feel I'm already perfect. And he said, you know what? You're relapsing on this and that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. So this is time to deal with that. So I I love him for that because we're never going to be perfect, but I'm getting better and better. And it's slow process, honestly, like 15 years or so. So it's nothing going to be happening like that. And why I ask that is that so often what we can find ourselves when we sort of struggling and it's like, oh, there's that, there's that feeling again. We recognize it. We can sometimes become disillusioned and we know we've got an enemy. He wants to suck us right back into that spiral. And that's why, you know, in the Bible, it says renew your mind every morning. In fact, I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest areas that that our enemy wants to really um, take us down, isn't it? Wants to kind of remind us of those things. What do you do when you're in that situation? Are there Bible verses that you um, say to yourself? Because as we know, God's word is the sword of the spirit, isn't it? It's truth. It cuts through uh, all of that. What do you do when you can kind of see some thoughts coming up again? I think that was going to be so helpful for others. Well, absolutely. I've been doing this uh, podcast recording or or broadcasting for almost a year already. But I still, every time I'm about to speak, I have this severe panic attack. But now I recognize that this is the enemy and he want to fluster me and then I forget stuff. That's why I said to you, I'm nervous, although I keep doing this. And it's very interesting when I start speaking, it's calm down and go away and I'm comfortable and confident. So it happens over and over. 
So first of all, I pray. I have a prayer right here on my wall. So I pray every time I come to my office. Then I have a group of ladies from my church. They are my prayer warriors. And I literally send in them. I have this interview. I This is what time. And I'm really nervous. And they pray for wisdom and clarity and for God to speak through me. And um, absolutely, mind is very important, but the, to recognize and actually still proceed with you doing. But um, I have my favorite verse. It's always, it's here in my office. It's everywhere. Everything that inspires me, it's here. And definitely praying to God. And um, my favorite verse, actually, Philippians 4, 4 9. And that's the part as well, that you give it everything to the Lord, but then changing your mind and thinking about something good. That actually helped me with my anxieties a lot, just to know that God is faithful, that He always show up for me. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's very exciting. And that's actually taking such a huge burden from my shoulders, yeah. like to be, to perform, to do anything, because I know he gave me this path, he gave me this purpose, and I just show up and we go along the way together. Mm. I love that you've reminded us of that because so often we uh, can feel, as, as I mentioned earlier, quite disillusioned. And it, and it is, is anything really, it can be um as you said, when, when you're speaking, when you're being interviewed, it could be even just kind of sitting where you're reminded of uh, some things that have happened in your past. As you continue to, and it is a journey, isn't it? It's, it's like when you pray for patience, you know that there's going to be a lot of waiting in your future. Or if you pray for courage, there's going to be a lot of things that have you kind of step up into the line and, and develop that courage muscle, if you will. But I love that you've said as you started and the Lord, the Holy Spirit, allowed you to revisit parts of your journey when you thought you were alone is probably the time you recognize that he was carrying you through. And that is for all of us, isn't it? And so share a little bit more about um, just that journey when you realized you were never alone, even in the darkest of situations, you were never alone and that you were totally loved. Hmm. It's a very interesting question because that was number one where the enemy was hunting me because my parents abandoned me even something happened for my wedding my wedding there was no people in my house to get me ready and an enemy always coming back to that dark room when i was alone there was no family for me but recently and again it's a journey i finally um I don't know. I'm just getting so overwhelmed. I finally got to the point through like very difficult circumstances. I said to God, like I was praying and I said to God, if this happens, I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be alone. And I have this peace and love fill me. And God said to me, you're never going to be that anymore. You're never going to go back. You're never going to be alone. You can't like have nobody around you, but you still have me. So you have everything. And it's such an amazing confirmation. I love my family. I love my husband. I love my friends. But this understanding that I belong to him and never going to be alone, 
it's honestly free me and make me more confident to go and fulfill the purpose that he created for me. And that's why, honestly, I do believe we created love and to be loved. And that's what I try to um, give people hope that no matter what, like if you have Jesus, you have nothing to worry about. Although it's simplified, but you're never going to be alone. And you're like so loved. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the, um, each and every one of us, I believe, has our own journey, uh, our own whatever that is, an, an opportunity for learning and growth. And often the answers we seek external to ourselves, perhaps in experiences, perhaps in success, perhaps in others, really there is only one true fulfillment and that is through through Jesus, isn't it, and, and the relationship with him. And then once you understand that, and sometimes for some of us it can go, be going around, you know, that circle, there's a couple of times we need to to learn that lesson or sometimes for more more times. But once we realise that, we, we then appreciate so much more or our family and our work, you know, the the ability to generate income, whatever it may be, and we realise that that's just additional blessings. And even if they were not there, we still are loved. We still are, you know, our, our identity is is in Christ. So share a little bit more about the realisation that you had that you are God's child, precious and priceless to him. Well, you know what? Before giving my life to Christ, I believe that my life didn't have no worth, no value, because I knew that my body had a price tag, because my body been used as a commodity. Nobody ever told me that my body is sacred and I should wait for marriage. Even like nobody ever talked about marriage as well. And um, learning afterwards that I have this perfect father, it's actually helped me to have compassion on my parents, my own parents, and I forgive them and I love them for who they are because they really don't know what they were doing because they were broken. They Now I'm a wife and a mother and I know how difficult marriage is. Raising three kids, very difficult, especially like if you have unrest in the country, you don't have a paycheck, you don't have a hot water, you don't have a diapers or food, it's honestly, I, I look at my mother now with the different eyes and I forgive her and I led my father to Christ. Amazing. Amazing. And forgiveness is so important, isn't it? Would you yeah. say a little bit more yeah. about that? I think sometimes people are searching for the healing, but the healing that you are searching for will come through forgiving and releasing that. Share a little bit more about that. You know what? I think before God, like kind of, I say make me, but he led me to this conversation and understanding of the past. Before that, I have this misconception that I have to forgive them, forgive them for what they've done to me. And I will say, no, I don't want it. Like, I don't feel like forgiving them. What, like, I can't. It was like this burden in my heart and hate and like, it's harbor in my, I don't know, 40 years of my life. And um, that's what was interesting because when God led me there, he explained to me, I forgive you everything. You instead, 
extend that grace. But when I did, I realized I didn't forgive them. I forgive them for me. I have this burden was lifted out from my heart. I was so much more joyful. It was so amazing. And then I start building relationship with them and saw how broken they are. And it just, I, my heart was filled with compassion and then just cry for them because it's, it's sad, sad life. And I hope and pray my mom gonna look into Jesus, but my dad, he passed away. But you know what? Right before, and I'm so grateful to God that he gave me this miraculous opportunity to lead him to Christ. And, and I told him I love him and I forgive him. What an amazing ending of life just beautiful. I love that you've shared that. Thank you for doing that because it can be, it can seem difficult, but there's real healing in letting go. And, and I think often, and it's not that the actual experiences or what happened, it, it's still wrong. It's still wrong what happened to you, you know. And, and But as you say, through the act of forgiving, you received more blessing, if you will, through that because you released all of the what we would what maybe call secondary emotions of anger, of you know, resentment and all of that. And carrying that around with you, even unconsciously, can impact all aspects of your life. But through that, as you say, there was not only healing for yourself, there was a, an, a, a whole new appreciation maybe not the right word but but a whole realization around how broken your parents were and had they had uh, better resources or a loving family themselves they would have responded and reacted a lot differently too and how wonderful you were able to uh, lead your father to Christ and we'll continue to pray that your your mother will will uh, too one day talk about obedience to Christ is true freedom because that may seem a bit like a an oxymoron isn't it but it's true so share your experience well, I would like to say that I'm so perfect that I'm always listening and do whatever he said. But I have this situation when um, I am, um, I want, I was a hairstylist for 12 years and then I own salon for two years because it was my dream. But on the second year, God starts telling me, this is not, not the job you should be doing. And I heard this in my spirit. And it was making money, but I was struggled to take care of my three kids because I was primary caregiver and I struggled to keep up with my work and everything. And I started getting anxieties and panic attacks and I fall apart. So every time I pray, God said to me, this is not the work you should be doing. But it took me another year because I'm rushing. I'm not a failure. I'm never give up. So I know sometimes God look at me and he's thinking like, well, for you, it's one year for me, it's blink of the eye. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> so, Are you ready yet? <laughs> and something like it's very easy to be obedient in, but sometimes like I know, um, I know where God got me. So I know like he waiting and no judging and loving and merciful for me. So I'm so grateful. His mercy is renewed for me every morning. But um, when I closed Salon in um, April 2019, in August, I published the book and now I have podcast and I'm speaking. And this is the best thing I could ever like wish for myself because God knew the plan and he knew that I'm going to be perfect for this job. And now I'm sharing my story to empower and encourage others because I do believe 
if um, more people speak out, uh, we can create awareness and we can save someone's life. Yeah, so, so true. And, you know, all of the experiences that you've had, I mean, the Lord doesn't waste anything. I mean, through your business, I'm sure there were um, different skills and appreciation that you've developed, you know, that you are certainly able to use in this next season of your life and where he's positioned you. I'd love to to invite you to spend a little bit of time sharing um, some of the things that we can build awareness around because when it comes to um, trafficking and, and so forth, human trafficking I hear that often it happens right in front of us yet we're not we don't even recognize that so how can we recognize that and what can we do because that's another secondary question is what can we do to be able to um, to support organizations or um, yeah love you to share some insights Lena absolutely that's why I'm thinking how I'm just curious how I'm with those women actually went through customs And I do believe if we would see evil as a dark with the horns, like with the capes and pitchforks, you would recognize right away, this is wrong, this is danger, why he's dragging this person, forcing in the car or beating something. But usually this is not like that. People who lure in other people into human trafficking, into slavery, usually look like kind and they searching for the victims and sometimes we're thinking like about me because my home was broken but no every teenager right now suffering with the um, anxiety or panic attacks or um, single moms you know so they actually go to the schools and be like some kind of um, boyfriend and nice and buying things and be kind to you and then asking for favors so number one I would look for for something if if person not allowed to speak for themselves, you know, when they're in couple, when the person um, stop um, hanging out with family and friends and and look kind of secretive, when someone some um, look like malnourished or signs of abuse, you know, you see your friends and family, you can say, hmm, where, where's those bruises come from? Why you look so paranoid? You know, you can see something different. And I I love the people to look at it and have that light bulb. This is danger, something wrong. Just ask more questions. Why you look like you're not sleeping? Like what's going on? Are you feel sick? Why are you not coming to our yeah. gatherings anymore? Why do you, oh, another one, when the people get groomed for sex trafficking, they have the extra cell phone or they have new jewelry or new clothes that they cannot afford. And, you know, and sometimes I heard one of um, the lady I interviewed, she said, if I knew this before, I would totally understand that my friend was groomed for sex trafficking. But she thought it's her boyfriend and he loved her. And one thing I want to say, I'm not saying this so you can, oh, stranger danger, we never help anyone and never talk to anyone or anything. But if something when you have this awareness and you can see something or hear something, for example, two young girls and the boy asking, where do you live? What is your phone number? How old are you? What kind of questions is that? You know what I mean? So just create the awareness. And um, there's 
now thanks god five years later nobody was talking about human trafficking now there's an organization all over the world i'm part of of um fight for freedom and we actually just did a couple days ago prayer work it's our fundraiser of the year and we are collecting we need thirty five thousand dollars and we already twenty five thousand on and um, we pray and um they have so much information on their website and people can and partner up and donate funds and donate their time and they volunteer they have a street ministry so they do an outreach and um, it's it's a beautiful organization because people can partner up so not everybody can go and start up a non-profit you know but we can we can donate 20 dollars so we can donate our time or i'm i partner up i speak uh, on their behalf as well i put the information in my social media and this is not that hard to do because somebody gonna read and say oh safety online oh i should do this for my kids you know, more and more we talk about it. And sometimes people thinking like, oh, it's probably in Ukraine. The human trafficking, it's somewhere when the man does not respect women. Some like, you know, third, wor- third world country. But in truth, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. I heard um, through uh, someone who works with organisations that often it becomes very rife uh, around sporting events, major sporting events. Um, you know, there's even organisations that, uh, and and this runs rife deep. You know, within you know, there's people involved in these rings, um, even you know, in in law, government, the whole lot. So you know, and and we know that our Lord knows who they are, and uh, you know, we need to rally around in prayer that uh, the enemy's plans are exposed, the truth be known, and we have people such as as you mentioned, the organisation. I'll get you to share again uh, who they are and maybe even a website. They are on the ground. They have a team that knows exactly what to do. I'm sure they've got lawyers, um, legal people and and police and so forth Mm -hmm. that stand for the victims and for the people that are involved in that. They know exactly what to do so we can support them in prayer and and obviously in in finance and other ways too which we can find out more on on the website. What's the website for the organisation that you uh, partner with, Lena? It's called fight number four freedom.ca yeah fantastic why i love that and and uh you know please reach out is that sometimes we say well i don't really know what to do well that's great there are organizations and people that know exactly what to do and as i said we can partner with them in the way that we can to support them and uh i mean i cannot even imagine uh anyone that is, you know, a kind of, and they are, they're stolen, aren't they? They are stolen and thrust into this horrendous uh, lifestyle. But as you've said, uh, there is healing from that. And so if anyone, if anyone uh, is struggling and you know that through re- maybe reading their your book or reaching out to you is a great place to start too. So Lena, what, what can they, um, or how can they get in contact with you and perhaps get a copy of your book? Yes, absolutely. Um, my book is um, online. You can get through amazon.ca or amazon.com and um, or 
if you send me email, you can get a book from me with the signed copy as well. And um, yes, uh, I'm on all the social media, Lina Sibula. So if you Google me, you you find um, my profiles because I'm, um, yeah, I'm everywhere. And I really like it because honestly, it's so interesting how the enemy told me, like, never share the story you have to hide. And I believed him because I thought my story is the story of the shame, guilt, and condemnation. And God said, this is my story of salvation and redemption and amazing love. And now I see this confirmation. So now my son Google my name and he goes, mom, you are so popular or something. And I said, you know what? That That's that's the face of forgiveness, you know, and hope. I love that. Well, look, um, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing such an important story. Uh, I love that. You know, the enemy tries to keep you silent, but it's like, no, you are going out, sharing your story, and I know uh, making such a difference to people who may be struggling and don't realise yet that there is complete healing, love, joy, peace, wholeness on the other side once you accept Christ into your life. Can I finish the show with a word of prayer for you, Lena? Yes, absolutely. Father God, thank you for the opportunity today to speak to, to Lena. Her story is is one that maybe for some is difficult to hear, maybe for some that are listening or watching today, even the recording, may have experienced uh, something like that. Father God, let them experience the peace and the joy and the wholeness and the fullness and forgiveness that Lena has experienced and allow them to realise too that that is possible for them when they accept uh, you into their lives. Father God, thank you also too that Lena has courageously and boldly shared her story because you know sometimes we hear of these stories, Lord, and we're not really sure how can we support, what can we do? We're only one person, but Lord, there are organizations that are rallying uh, teams of people who are experienced, who are knowledgeable in their area of expertise, and together they are, are saving these people that are uh, trapped in uh, these human trafficking rings. So, Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless um, her ministry in the message that she's sharing. Lord, let it go far and wide. Let it cut through the barriers. Let it be heard by people who you have placed in positions to be able to support even mums and dads, even wherever we are around the world, because as Lena said, this is happening right under our nose. So, Father, continue to bless her, continue to bless the the, the missions and the organisations that are there supporting those people, Lord, and let them hear uh, to the people who are involved in that and who have experienced that. Let them hear the message that there is true healing and wholeness in and through you, Lord. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a thank beautiful you. prayer. You that was amazing. Yes, thank you. And thank you for sharing your story. And I know that you know you you speak it out, you share it, and we know that the Lord will continue to direct that into the ears and into you know the the places where that needs to be heard. So thank you uh, for doing that and thank you for sharing your story, Lena. Thank you so much for inviting me. So it was amazing. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. 
Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.